Nicobal Brocht, Tommy Castor. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. Betters ready for some picks destined to fail. It's time to hear what the Sports Daily staff thinks of the weekend games. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily pick time. We welcome in our buddy Paul Savage here uh, as we get ready to pick some college football. Uh, we'll get ready to pick some NFL football. And Jad will take us through the receipts from a week ago and let us know where things stand. Um, Boys, back, baby. Oh, God. Here we go. Jamie. Chad, what happened last week? Uh, I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) Last week, uh, Jacob won the week, six and four. So, uh, Chad, my audio cut out. Could you say that again? Oh, uh, sorry Uh. about that. Six and four. Uh. (laughs) No, the first part, the other part. What did you Uh, say? Jacob won the week, yes. There it is. Boy, those (laughs) are some rare words, aren't they, Tommy? Yeah, I don't think that's happened once so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it has happened once. It happened last week, uh, most recently. Oh, okay. it's the freshest on our mind. Um, all right, so that's uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, cumulatively, Paul, where are we at for the year? Uh, well, Paul went five and five. Tommy went three and seven last week. So cumulatively, uh, and the lead right now, Paul. It's not particularly comfortable, but he's several games up right now. Uh, Tommy's uh, just behind him, forty-eight and forty-three and three. And Jacob, 44, 47, and 3. So there you go. All right, here we go. My comeback continues this week. Let's make some picks. (laughs) I won the week last week, so I'll go first here. And we start with TCU and Baylor. Baylor, two and a half points they're getting at home. I'll continue on that TCU train. They haven't let me down yet. I'll take the Froggies and give the two and a half in Waco at Baylor. Tommy? Well, first off, before I make this pick, I just want to mention that yeah, you may have won the week, Jacob, but you're still under 500, which I think just is an indication of how overly bad you have been this entire season. But that's not—that's neither here nor there. Uh, so with this game, I don't know. I, I feel like TCU um, is the presumptive favorite to win the Big 12 right now. They have to be. They're undefeated. They're number four in the nation. I don't see any way after the drubbing that Kansas State put on Baylor a week ago that they can cover that two and a half. So I'll take TCU and I'll lay the points. All right, Paul, an island with your Baylor Bears. Let's do it. You in? You know, I'm a gold flinger. I fling my green and gold to far. That's what I do. I fling that stuff like it's no flinging tomorrow. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on this island. See, that's the thing you don't understand about us Baylor Bears. We come back. We regroup. We re-strategize. We practice hard. We play hard. We cover two and a half. All right, there it is. Paul's got the first island of the day. All right, K-State at West Virginia. The Mountaineers getting seven and a half in the always dangerous Morgantown. Tommy, you're up first. Yeah, I think this is going to be a majorly disappointing game if West Virginia gets the win because we know that Kansas State is in the driver's seat to play for a Big 12 championship. It's massively important for the Wildcats to handle their business. I know the game is in Morgantown, and it's a weird place to play. It always has been. That being said, I'm all in on the Wildcats right now. 
I'll go ahead and take them to win, and I'll lay the points. All right, Paul, what do you think? Well, you said that it's always difficult to place to play. Well, it's not always difficult to play. There's been occasions this year it hadn't been that tough to play in Morgantown. With that being said, how do you go against K-State? I mean, I I would love to jump on the, the, the West Virginia Island because I know it would be and take them. But, man, I'll tell you what, seven and a half points isn't enough for that, baby. I'm taking KS, uh, KSU, and I'll go ahead and give seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. I just think Texas, uh, I just think K-State has too much to lose uh, after the game against Texas. So I, I think that they're ultimately motivated and can avoid any catastrophes. Seven and a half, I mean, they can win the game by six and not cover. It's a dangerous number, but I'll take the Cats. I'll lay the points. So we're all the same on that one. All right, uh, Texas at KU, then let's go there next. Lawrence, nine and a half points. Maybe the return of Jalen Daniels. Paul, you're up first on this one. You taking the Jayhawks with that many points? You know something? I'm very, very tempted, and here's why. Look at all the negativity that's coming out of the University of Texas right now. You've got all kinds of Sarkeesian uh, problems going on. You've got all kinds of questioning of him and his staff. you got Gary Patterson problems. you got you got guys wondering if Patterson may not be the next head coach very soon of the, of the, of the Longhorns. There's some problems there, guys, that I'm not sure you, me, and Tommy have full grasp of. And because I believe there's problems in paradise with the University of Texas, God, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to go ahead and take the 9.5. I wish it was 10.5. If it was 10.5, I would jump on this in a heartbeat. But I'm going to go ahead and take KU and get and get 9.5 points. Yeah, this I, I'm I'm having a hard time with this one. Um, you know, it's KU has has done well historically recently, even with some really bad teams against Texas. In their losses, Baylor was a 12 point loss. Oklahoma was a 10 point loss. TCU was a seven point loss. But most recently, Tech was a 15 point loss. It's so hard with Kansas in these when their defense is such a wild card factor. I think I'm just going to keep the nine and a half at home. I don't know what else to do because I think they can stay competitive. It just sort of comes down to, you know, if Texas wins, do they get that extra touchdown? Who has the ball last? Does he get over that number? It's a very tricky one. I don't, I think I'm going to stay away from it. Honestly, if I do anything with this game in real reality this weekend, I would try and take advantage of the money line with Kansas playing a good game. I don't think I'd take it with the spread anyway, but I'll take the nine and a half points. I don't know. I I think it's a coin flip. Tommy, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think it was absolutely ludicrous that last week Texas was favored over TCU. That line didn't make any sense to me. I understand this one a little bit more because the level of TCU and Kansas is, it's, you know, different, obviously. But that being said, it's the last home game in year two of the Lance Leipold era. Um, I I don't know. I feel like the Jayhawks are going to be ready to play. I don't know if they'll win the game, but I think that they can cover that nine and a half. So I'm going to go ahead and take KU and I'll take the points. All right. uh, I'm up first on this next one. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. The Sooners giving seven and a half. I don't know what to make of the Cowboys right now. Um, A once dominant team has just, you know, the injuries have become too much for them. I don't know. I really don't know. I'll, I'll take. Uh, you got to make up ground. Let me refresh your memory on that. Make up ground, baby. 
Go the opposite of what you think me and Tommy are going to do. That is my advice. I think you got. I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. OU at home. Oh, and you lay big the seven sissy. and a half. Yeah. I don't know what you're gonna do. I thought that you guys might go the other way. Tommy, what do you think? I'm taking the Sooners. Well, I mean, Oklahoma State. They barely, barely got a victory a week ago at home, but they've not looked good the last three weeks. Um, it's it's become a disaster for the Cowboys, and they're a team that I don't know. It wasn't that long ago we were having conversations about. Are they sneakily the best team in the Big 12? Um, it, so it's been a, a big-time uh, free fall for them. You know, it is Bedlam. It's in Norman. Uh, I'm going to take OU. I know I don't like that half point. If it was a, you know, the number was seven or even six and a half, it'd be easier. I don't love seven and a half, but I'll take the Sooners uh, to cover. All right, Paul, you making this a sweep? You uh, taking the island? You know, I tried to get you guys to jump on that Oklahoma State bandwagon there because, you know, that's a up-and-coming up and coming football team, and they probably will play at a, a, a major bowl. Oh, wait a second. That would have been from a few years back what I'm talking about, isn't it? Oklahoma State stinks. They have stunk for the last four or five weeks. That's not a good football team. It's heading downward. I hate to do this because, man, I, I'm no OU fan. But I got to take OU. They will cover with ease. I'm not even sure I would take Oklahoma State if it was 17 and a half. I'm not sure I would take them. I'm going to take OU. All right, Paul, more confident than us, I think. We'll see on that one. Bedlam usually can get a little wacky. USC, UCLA, another great rivalry game. Tommy, you're up first on this one. Uh, UCLA gets two and a half points at home. I don't know if there's a true home? home team in this game. Right. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, two and a half to UCLA. What do you think, Tommy? It's been fun watching what Chip Kelly is building with UCLA. Um, what's what's the guy's name from UCLA? Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, he's fun to watch, DTR. Uh, but that being said, what Lincoln Riley has done in year one at USC is, is pretty incredible. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're on the outside looking in from the CFP. I get that. But at the same time, I'm going to take USC and I'll lay the points. All right, Paul. What do you think? You know something? I'm predicting the future, and I believe that Jacob is also going to take USC. And for that matter, as strategery in this game, I'm going to go ahead and take UCLA. Besides that, two, they get two and a half points. Guys, they could easily win this game outright. I'm going to go ahead and take UCLA just because Tommy's already taken USC. Um, I, I like USC. I don't know why I have an affinity for them this year. They can't play defense, but... I just Lincoln Riley's been in these big games in recent years, maybe more recently than Chip Kelly. I'll take USC. I've kind of been on them this year a little bit, uh, so I'm not going to turn it down now. Uh, we'll just, you know, we'll just take the take USC and and move on with our lives. Let's move to the NFL. Jets Patriots. I think this is a fun one. Patriots are three point favorites at home. I think I'm up first on this one. I'm actually going to take the Jets here. I think the Jets have a little more swag. I think that defense is really, really good. I, I think this will not be a pleasant game to watch, but I think it's a very intriguing game. I'm just going to take the points because I think they're fairly even. So I'll take the Jets and three points on the road. Tommy? You know, it's weird that we are, at this point in the season, talking about the AFC and talking about the top teams in the AFC. And I don't think the Patriots are there, but man, Bill Belichick, all he's done is just be a hall of fame coach and probably the greatest of all time to do it. 
Um, they, they're underlooked. They're under the radar. I like Robert Sala. I like the Jets overall. But, man, at home in Foxborough, I'm taking the Pats and I'll lay the points. All right, Paul, what do you think? Well, I'm going to use a different strategy than you two. And that is, it has to do with snow. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they're looking at, what, four, five, six inches of snow or, oh, no, feet. They're looking at, like, four feet of snow. Is that correct? Uh, am, I, am I thinking correctly? So now you've got to ask yourself, which team will play better in, like, a blizzard or with really cold, really snowy conditions? Bill Belichick has proven his, uh, himself time and time again in adverse weather games. Because of the weather, I think I – I mean, if it was nice weather, I think I would go ahead and take the Jets. I, I really do. But because of the weather situation, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Patriots along with Tommy. Okay, I like that island. I'm glad to get that island. I wasn't expecting that. I think the weather favors both teams in the way that they play. Um, all right, Browns and Bills, you want to talk about weather. They moved this game because they were expecting so much snow in Buffalo. So now it becomes a neutral site game. Bills giving seven and a half as of this morning on Bet MGM. Uh, Tommy, I believe you're up first on this one. You giving the Browns a chance to stay with uh, within a touchdown there? Well, you know, I think that uh, it's a good thing that they had decided to move the game before we made these picks. I, I read an article um, last night, I believe, that said a lot of the major sports books, if you placed a bet prior to the move being made, that they're just going to give you your money back and they're not going to honor the bet. Um, and so I think that obviously playing in the Dome in Detroit, um, that's going to benefit the Bills significantly. Uh I liked them anyway, even if they were playing in four or five feet of snow. Uh, I, I, of course, like them over the Browns. Uh, but especially in Detroit, I'll take the Bills and I'll lay the points. All right, Paul, Bills, you on them? What do you think? Well, this is an interesting game. By the way, the Bills also then play again on, on Thanksgiving Day the following Thursday. So I find that to be fascinating. So here's my psychology for this game. The Bills are going to move in and kind of move into a hotel, move into practice facilities, sort of make it like home because it is going to be home for for a, for a week or so. So because of, of that and because it's only seven and a half, you know something, Tommy might be on to something. Uh, well, I'd like this to be an island. If I take the Browns, what will Jacob do? Jacob will probably analyze this and say that the move has affected them. So he'll probably I'll take, take the, the bills. Take I'll the, take the bills. Oh, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the points, and I'm going to take the Browns, and I'm hopeful that I'll be on an island. Jad, do you think I might be on an island on this one? Sucker. I'm taking the bills. Come on now. The Good. Browns suck. Good. I'll take the bills. Good. I, won't. I don't this even is need any analysis. My psychology worked. You know, that's pretty impressive, isn't it, Jad? Yeah, yeah, a little you, bit. You talked me into it. You talked me into it, Paul. I'll take the Bills. All right. All right, Cowboys at Vikings. This is a curious line. Who thought in this game the Vikings would be getting points at home? They're plus one and a half coming out of a win against Buffalo. Paul, you're up first on this one. Uh, you taking the bait here? What do you think? Well, you know something? I, 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 I like the Cowboys at this point. Listen, the Vikings have had a, a good season. And to a certain extent, they've had a lucky season, a very lucky season. They've got at least one win that they shouldn't have. Maybe even a case can be made for two wins that should not have happened, but because of fate intervening, you know, they win, win a couple of games. Uh, the point and a half, I think it'll be more one way or the other than that. Take your favorite team. Take the team that you think can win. 
Uh, the game is not being played outdoors. I'm going to go ahead and take the Cowboys. All right, I'm up first. Look, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't know that I think that they're the better team here. I have a hard time with this one. I just watched what the Packers and Christian Watson did to them late, and Justin Jefferson's playing in this game. Um, oh, don't do it, Jacob. I, I don't think you're a true fan of the Cowboys if you don't take them. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have to. I don't have to prove myself here. Uh, oh yes, you do. I, I, I think, yes, you do. I think I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm mad at the uh. Cowboys still. Last week, I'm a little angry with them. Um, I don't. I'm not. I'm not appreciating how they blew that game to the Packers. So uh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just trying to reverse jinx them here, motivate them up a little bit. But I'm going to take the Vikings and the points. I'll take the Vikes plus one and a half. Take that, Mike McCarthy. Get it figured out, Tommy. Well, uh, I guess my convincing didn't work. I have. I don't think I'm on an island at all so far this weekend, uh, and I really wanted that one. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings, uh, and I'll I'll take the points. I, on the other hand, right. that's my third island. No, that's my fourth island. I'm on four islands. Well, break out your best Hawaiian, Paul. I don't think you let me pick other. last at all this week. Yes, you just picked last. No, I didn't. You well, just yes, picked you the last. You, you just, just made picked, the last pick in the, the Vikings Cowboys game. I know. But other than that, I don't think oh, I've gotten to pick last. On. Other oh, than that, oh for God's sake, it's Why definitely don't we not. Cry true? a little bit about it. Let's just cry a little, okay? You need a moment. You need a moment, Tommy. Completely unfair. This is completely unfair. All right, I file Raiders, a protest. Raiders Broncos. If Tommy picked last on that one, let's see. That means it went. Uh, let Tommy went pick last on this one. Tommy. No, let no it's his last. duty. He look. He's the first pick on this one. Oh, now, I don't. Uh, I can't take the crimes. I can't take the Raiders. Crying. Raiders at Broncos. Broncos giving two and a half. Uh, Broncos, yeah, given two and a half at home against the Raiders in the snooze fest. I don't even know this is a snooze fest. It's kind of like a really bad wreck that you can't miss, right? Like, it, it could be just so bad you got to see it happen. Two and a half points to the Broncos, Tommy. Which side are you taking? Well, Nathaniel Hackett is on record saying someone has to win this game. Uh, so I'm going to take Nathaniel Hackett's Broncos. I think they win by a field goal. I'll take the Broncos to cover. All right. Paul, what do you think? Hmm. Interesting game. Tough one to pick. They both stink in a lot of different areas. You know, Tommy, uh, just coming off a horrible week, and, and and if that streak continues, Tommy taking the Broncos. I'll tell you what. Tommy has allowed me to go ahead and pick the Raiders, and because Tommy has been stinking lately, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Raiders. I really don't know who's going to win this. Tommy takes the the Broncos. I'm going to take the Raiders because I know this. Tommy's been stinking lately. Tommy, you you want an island? You got an island. Enjoy it with the Broncos. You and Russ, let's ride. You guys can ride together wherever you'd like to go. There you Uh, go. Give me the Raiders. Let's ride. That's a heck of an island. That island's already damp with water. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Raiders for no other reason than they're getting points, and I have no idea what to expect out of that game. Uh, Chiefs Chargers. All right, so this morning on BetMGM, this was the Chiefs giving five and a half. So we're going to take it here. I would wait because it's moving toward the Chiefs. I would wait to make this bet. We'll talk about it on BetQL on Sunday. Um, But the Chargers, as of the time that we make these picks, are getting five and a half points. Uh, I believe I'm up first here. I feel a whole lot better about five and a half than I did about the seven and a half it was yesterday when we were talking about it. Um, 
I think within a touchdown, it's getting to a place where I'm a little bit more comfortable. I'm going to hesitantly take the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs minus five and a half here. I don't know that that's where I'll stay because I'm really going to think about this game. But but right now, that's where I'll sit with it. Um, we'll see practice reports today and get a full injury report on this. But I'll take the Chiefs and lay the five and a half. Tommy? What did Chelsea Messenger say yesterday that I don't know how long ago this goes back, but the Chiefs and Chargers have not uh, played a game that is more than a six-point difference in a while. It's been a long time. Well, the line is at five and a half right now. Um, my head tells me to take the Chargers to cover. My heart tells me to take the Chiefs that they'll cover. Um, I don't know. I'm an emotional guy. I'm going to take my heart. I think the Chiefs will cover that five and a half. All right, Paul, what do you think? Oh, geez. You know, I want to I want to take the Chiefs. I mean, it just it's more fun to watch a game, you know, and and know your team's going to win by more than five and a half points. But I'll tell you what, guys, this is a good chance to pick up. I'm on one, two, three, four. This will be my fifth island. I either cement a big lead or I come back to the pack. I'm going to go take Chargers. Yeah, it's a good island, Paul. I mean, it's the logical island to be on of all of them. History tells us you're on the better side there. Um, so we'll see. All right, that's it. That's 10 picks. We'll get the we'll get the update on Monday morning with Jad. We don't have Monday night football, so we'll know on first thing Monday morning how this goes, fellas. Feels good on top. Um, I think I'll probably stick around for a little bit up here at the top of the heap and uh, do it again this week. Yeah, there you go. Hope uh Hope the weather's doing okay down down where you guys are at. All right, let's talk some high school football. We'll get Matt Henderson, catch a Kansas in here uh, during the break, and we'll preview Substate next on Sports Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castro, Paul Savage with us here as we wrap up this Friday. Jad Chambers producing. Uh, we are getting on the line. The executive producer of KetchaKansas.com, Matt Henderson, as we get ready for the sub-state playoffs in high school football. Here we go. Uh, we have plenty of local teams alive in this thing. It's kind of the nitty-gritty as we make our way through, and uh, just a quick uh, uh, overview of this as we track Matt down. Uh, you've got Derby alive in 6A. There are only area remaining team in 6A. You've got in 5A what should be a really fun game between Hayes and Mays. Uh, in 4A, we still have McPherson. They're by themselves. They'll take on Wamigo tonight. Andale, they get Clay Center tonight. Uh, Kingman and southeast of Saline should be a good one down in 2A. Conway Springs and Inman, Wichita County and Hill City. Uh, Dighton and Thunder Ridge, Axtell and Canton Galvez. We get down to the small, small, small schools down there uh, and a few others. But let's start at the top as we welcome in Matt Henderson here. Let's just start at the top, and we can go down the list. 6A, Derby, Manhattan. Uh, Derby with a chance for revenge. They were three-point losers in overtime all the way back in the very first week of the season to Manhattan, Matt. Um, you got to feel like Derby's in a better place now than then, right? Uh, it depends on how you look at better place. Like they're playing without a starting quarterback. Brock Zerger broke his leg last week. So 
They will be down him, Braxton Clark, uh, Brandon, Coach Brandon Clark's son, stepping in. He came in last week immediately threw a 70-yard touchdown pass right after entering. So it's not like he's inexperienced, the junior, but Zerger, you're talking with that one of your guys that both rushed and passed for more than 1,000 yards this year. So Derby, so Derby has to overcome that loss, and then Derby needs to play Derby football. Like That's the one thing that I'd heard about that week one game was that Derby did not look like themselves. Manhattan was really able to limit the big plays, and that's something Manhattan has also done all year. Like, look at how they've shut down Northwest now twice. So if Derby's able to break something off in that game, really kind of get Dylan going, but I think you, ha- you have to expect a two, maybe even 300-yard game out of Edwards if Derby is going to win this one. So if they can get it done like that, then, I mean, a, a, a win to kind of avenge that week one loss, would not I would not call it out of the question this week. Matt, jumping down to 5A, uh, Mays won that battle last week against Hutchinson. They face Hayes in the sub-state round. Um, another opportunity here for Avery Johnson to uh, lead his team to a victory. Your thoughts on this matchup uh, with Mays and Hayes? I just wonder how much of a blueprint Hutch left because, like, we talked about it last week, and then we saw exactly Hutch do exactly what they needed to do, which was slow that game down. And they're they're holding the ball for long possessions. They're keeping Mays' offense off the field, which they know they have to do to sustain drives. And they almost pulled off that massive upset then. So if Hayes High can really kind of do that, they have the talent. They can, they can come into Mays and win this game. But Mays, I mean, you have to. I think I think we've kind of expected this them to get back to state all season long. And after last week, they finally got that scare game, their closest game of the year by far. Before that, it was a twenty-eight point win. So they are able to say, hey, we we are now battle-tested. They can come out tonight, maybe kind of put the pedal to the floor and see Avery Johnson and his uh, bevy of offensive talent get by Hayesai. You know, Matt, I don't want to jinx any of these teams, particularly the teams from central Kansas, but when you look at uh, the teams from this part of the state, the Derbies, the Mazes, uh, I'm talking about McPherson, uh, and Dale also probably, let's go ahead and include Kingman. They're only 30 miles away. When you look at Central Kansas, uh, which of those teams, other than Andale, because I think you'd probably say them, other than Andale, which of those teams do you like their chances of winning a state championship? You still got this week? You still got next week to go? Any of those teams you like as a favorite to win a state championship? I would say of those, uh, Derby's probably your most likely. I think if Derby, okay. I think. Whoever out from the west side of the state in 6A, I would say is a heavy favorite to win that. There's been a, there have been a lot of upsets out in 6A East, and we we I don't think we knew at all all season who that top team would be. Out of the west side, Manhattan's looked like the team, but if Derby can get past them, I would I would put them as two three touchdown favorites next week. Mays Mays might they miss might be the team that they had to beat Mill Valley too because we saw Mill Valley lose in the regular season, which doesn't happen a whole lot. So. Those, those I would call your top two. All right. Um, Andale, obviously, of course, as you, as you mentioned. But, yeah. In, in 4A, Hindo, Matt Henderson, executive producer of CatchKansas.com. All the best content is right there for you on these high school football playoffs and all your high school sports needs. McPherson, Wamigo, I don't know much about Wamigo. Uh, Mac has made it to this point. They're at this point of the season a lot. Is it, This is a revenge game, too, if I'm correct, right? What do you think of Mac, Wamigo, and Foray? Not, not a revenge game here, no. Like, uh, we McPherson has 
they are so the one thing that's going to come out of this game is one of those two schools will make state for the first time ever they are both like have been here the last few years mcpherson especially like that's one thing that i've always been surprised about is that among all of these crazy teams that mcpherson crazy good teams mcpherson has had they've never made it in state football oh and six in sub-state all time amigo like last year we talked about them uh, getting crushed by andover central this year they host andover central again beat them 48 to 7. So while Migo is much improved, they haven't lost all year for a reason. And but McPherson, they're, I would say they played a much more difficult schedule this year. They had their one loss to a 6A Junction City school. So it, it wouldn't surprise me a whole lot if McPherson goes to Amigo and wins that game tonight. But either way, it'd be, it'd be one to one school getting over the hump tonight for that. So, Matt, I'm going to date myself uh, here a little bit. I've been around this area long enough to remember. Uh, before Andale was kind of one of the dominant forces in football in uh, in small town, South Central Kansas, it was Conway Springs. And Conway is back in the sub-state round in Class 1A. Uh, and I feel like we haven't really talked much about them this season, but they get into uh, the, the playoffs and they've made it all the way to the sub-state round. What do we know about Conway Springs and, and what can they bring to the table? Yeah, Conway Springs, they were a train through the mid-2000s, even the early 2010s. I do remember those those teams. They had some teams on some teams there. I mean, I can I'm talking about that. This is the first time since tw- that 2011 team that they have even made it to this round. And consider the history there. It's, it's like four straight losses in sectionals for them. They finally get get past that. Uh, but that Conway Springs is exactly what, you, what Conway Springs has always been, which is a run-heavy, run-first team. They have thrown 37 pass attempts all season. They have thrown one pass attempt in the playoffs, and it was an inter- it was interception. Wow. <laughs> so, Braden Coons, their uh, their workhorse back, more than 600 rushing yards the last two weeks combined. So that's the one thing they're going. To, they, I think, Inman. You, if you're Inman, you know exactly what Conway is going to do. You just have to stop it. And so far, since like Conway started the season out 0 and 3, they've won seven in a row since then, including a 35-14 win over Inman in the regular season. So if you're Inman, you know exactly what you have to do. Is just can you actually stop that Cardinal run game? You know, Matt, uh, the way I'm going to pick who's going to win a state championship, I'm going to ask you a question, and you may not have the exact numbers, but you'll sure have a feeling for it a lot more than I will. And my question is, which of the teams that are still playing in the state in the state championship series? Which of those teams has the most Division One commits? Who has the most Division One players? Mm, I'm trying to think. I would say most. It's got to be Derby or Mace. Derby has three. If I'm I'm trying to pull off the top of my head right now. Derby I know. Yeah, that's, that's, and, that's, that yeah. sounds right. Miles yeah. Miles Wash, uh, Samuel Slame, and Dylan Edwards all all there. Mace has Avery, of course. Uh, Bryce Cahoon going to Syracuse. The young uh, receiver, I'll bet's a D1 talent, yeah. don't you think, Hindo? Bryson, the... Bryson Hayes, absolutely. He's only a sophomore, so we haven't seen the offers for him yeah. just yet. But that kid can play. Um, and they have they have so much more talent. I, I don't believe they have any other Division One commits, so it's most likely Derby would be your answer. Well, then, then the case or, is, for me, is that those are my two picks because we all know that talent has so much to do with winning a state championship. And uh, you've got to give you got to give props to those two teams for having that, and that's a good number of D one players, by the way, at this level. That's not bad at all. And so uh, 
I've got to think that Derby and Mays would stand a great chance because of the talented D1 players that they have in key positions, I might add. Uh, I would say that wouldn't they got to, don't they have to be the favorites for those divisions? I entering the year absolutely. I mean, you, you consider those guys. You if they they know they have to be the guys, especially in games like this. They're like, all right, this is my time to really come out, shine, put on a performance for the ages, and do what I can to will my team. And you thank those guys that are they're made for these moments. Yes. And we'll see if they're able to kind of really put put that into fruition on a game like tonight. Well said. Well said. All right. There's Matt Anderson. Catchatkansas.com is the place to be tonight. You can see the scores. We'll get those updated as they happen. We'll have coverage of a lot of these games. Um, We'll let you know who's going to state. This is an exciting, exciting week, and we have some really good matchups on top. On tap, I should say. Uh, KWCH at 10 o'clock. We'll get you going. And then, of course, the Catch at Kansas show over on the KSCW at 1035. Hendo, thanks. Let's stay warm tonight. And a couple more of these to go before we wrap up the high school football season. Thanks, guys. All right. There goes Matt Henderson. We'll have that coverage tonight for you again through Catch at Kansas. Uh, The three of us, Paul, Tommy, and I will be back. Some issues with the World Cup coming up this morning. No beer. We'll talk about it next on Sports Daily. everybody here we go world cup uh well it's getting close and um huh we've all had our concerns about the world cup an international event happening in qatar and now we've seen some things popping up and apparently in a last minute decision they're not going to let any beer happen budweiser is a main sponsor here something like $75 $75 million on the event, a last-minute uh, change here, and now you're seeing stuff like you can get a, a a corporate waiver for like 20,000 pounds to be able to drink beer. I, I don't know what this is. I don't know why we're having a World Cup in Qatar to begin with or Qatar because it's just – it's not as it, – it's just a little different there than it is in most of the rest of – you know, the countries competing in an event like this, and it was bound to create problems. You've seen problems all over the place on building some of these stadiums and the circumstances. I mean, FIFA sounds like, and I'm not fully knowledgeable on FIFA, but it sounds like it's ripe with corruption anyway. But what a mess this is now. You're Budweiser. You spent that kind of money and people can't drink beer at the tournament? Yeah, Hmm. I think it's also something that's a little uh, fishy about what kind of control or leadership FIFA actually has like they're the governing body but are they really in control or is Qatar in control Uh, and so that I think that complicates things a lot Um, and the fact that we're what 48 hours or so away from the opening matches and this is now the decision that's coming down shows me that maybe there should have been a little bit more due diligence in putting this event together in this country 
if there was even a, a a thought or a concern that something like this might happen. Jacob, yeah, I, I just ugh. My, Paul, my, what do you think? Well, my naive little friend Jacob, let me just inform you as to why. Uh, you know, a, a place like Qatar gets uh, is it Cutter? I'm sorry, Cutter gets a gets a, a deal like this. Money, for God's sakes, they're rolling right. in oil money. Money is the reason. But somebody made a decision on this, and it's not going to be good. I don't know how anybody could get to an entire soccer game without drinking beer anyway, could they? I don't think it's possible. Uh, Jan, don't most uh, soccer fans, you're a soccer guy. I mean, doesn't most uh, uh, soccer fans drink a ton of beer at a game? Well, I didn't drink any beer when I went to either of the two games that I've oh, been to geez. over the last couple of years. Why did I bring you on? I, well, I had stronger drinks oh, uh, when now, I went. Well, so. well, you get my point. The yeah. point is it's money, Jacob. Money makes the world go round on this stuff. Now, do they really care? No, there's there's a lot of people, and you know all this comes out in the last moments of this whole situation. Do you have a chance to cancel your airline? No, you're probably already there. you have a chance to cancel your hotel? No, you've probably already, already checked in. This is a deal where they spring this on you. I don't know how you couldn't be surprised at this, though. And, you know, I'm going to defend Cutter to a certain extent. They have a right to do whatever they want to do. It's their country. But it's a little late to, you know, make these new rules and then all of a sudden do this. But, uh, yeah, this is not going to be uh, this is not going to be one of those situations that will be fun to watch. And I think that a lot of people uh, will be upset with this decision. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's no good. It's no good. Um, it's going to be very complicated. I, I mean, ultimately, as long as the games go off and, and you get that, it, it will be okay we've seen this in some olympics i just it, it like what in the world are we doing here fifa like why why would you put yourself in this position um i i just don't know like at some point you have to you have to want the celebration of the game and fans to come in from all over the place internationally um yeah i, I guess qatar can do whatever it wants i just sometimes it's like what what are why are we going through these hoops why don't we find places that will, you know, respect everybody's cultural um, beliefs? I, it, it just it's hard and, and it doesn't what's, make a lot of sense. And I hope it what's doesn't take away from the actual soccer. Yeah. What's interesting to me about this is that it, it was about 10 years ago that the World Cup was in Brazil and FIFA actually leaned on Brazil to change their laws to allow beer at the stadiums. They weren't allowed to do that prior to the World Cup coming in. Brazil changed the laws, and they were able to serve alcohol at the events. It's the exact opposite this time around, where FIFA is kind of bowing down to the host country. Uh, it, again, that goes back to my initial point. It makes me wonder how much control the soccer governing body actually has in this event. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. And it's... Um... It just doesn't seem necessary to me. I mean, I guess that's my, my my whole thing is like, why are we even dealing with this? Why are we doing this um, for an event like this? Right? That just it's an international event, so you're going to have international fans. And if this was as simple as, um, oh, you can't drink beer at the games because we don't we don't drink beer here. That's not that big a deal. I mean, it's a big deal if you're Budweiser, right? And you have this corporate sponsorship. What it does for me though is it really makes me genuinely concerned for all the people there internationally that could make a mistake 
about a law they have no idea about that could potentially get them into trouble and and face consequences yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that maybe we don't believe in here. That that's what worries me about this. If if there's a last minute change there, uh, we know what's going on in some Middle Eastern countries right now, and I don't know where uh, Qatar stands on some of the same things as like what we're seeing in some other places. I just know that it's different in that part of the world than it is here. So if this rule is going to change last minute, what else could change last minute and how much danger might people be in right. that aren't used to those customs and laws? You and, know, Paul, and, I mean, is that making sense? It does. It makes total sense. And as a matter of fact, it's, it's really, I mean, if you're going to that area of the country uh, of the world, you know, I mean, look at the 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 the, the Griner lady. I mean, you know, from from Baylor, she's a she's a perfect example. You know, getting caught with one little. Th- I wouldn't take anything that would could be construed as illegal in the terms of vaping or or alcohol in your suitcase or or anything. I mean, there's all kind there's all kinds of problems that could uh, happen with uh, with the situation of having something in your luggage, and uh, it won't be there'll be examples of that i'm sure and i'm not sure that i would want to get involved with you know it would worry me even going and i'm not taking anything illegal but it would certainly worry me that i take something that i'm not even aware of that could be construed as illegal and uh yeah there's all kinds of problems and trust me there's going to be there's going to be some people held because they brought something into the country that they shouldn't and it'll be in their suitcase uh much like uh uh, the Griner situation in Russia. That's been a horrible problem uh, with a nine-year prison sentence for a lady who mistakenly, evidently mistakenly, uh, put a controlled substance of some sort uh, in her luggage. Fellas, there's there's going to be some real problems on this deal. We're going to have some some citizens from other countries, you know, being held before this is all said and done. Think that's a possibility, Jacob and Tommy? Yeah, I absolutely. Sure. Uh, sure. I think it's a possibility, and this makes me more worried than I already was, and I right. was already worried. Uh, so hopefully we get it off without a bang. We avoid any of those situations. We play some soccer, and we move on uh, and, and get this thing in Kansas City, right, and in and, and the U.S. And I don't know. Uh, it's it's If it's just the beer, we'll be fine. If it's more than that, this could get pretty dicey. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this week of Sports Daily right after this. Watching girls and fans. 